John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. It's been cold, guys. Very, very cold. Well, I, I actually quite like it. I, I don't mind the fact that the seat... You know, the key, Tom, though, is having a wardrobe that has warm clothes, which half the time I don't have because I'm, I'm a lazy shopper. If you have the right clothes, I actually find the, the cold weather is, is quite so Jordan, beautiful. I, I just want to ask you, like, when you get home, have you got the, the temperature all set as you walk in, or is the first half hour the, the no, place I is No, I avoid cold? using air conditioning. I have a fireplace. I'm very fortunate in our apartment. We have three fireplaces. Right. So, um, and they heat the place up very quickly. And I also think I love the atmosphere of a fireplace, Troy, isn't it? It's awesome. I like the romance of it. Yeah, yeah. Something about the flame. So, Troy, you got a fireplace? I have a fireplace, yep. I'm so very lucky to have Hang on, we're well. not talking about the fireplaces that, that people in 1933 in, Kingst- in, in Newtown used to put logs in? Are we talking... No. Elit- no. We- eco. You have an eco fireplace? Yeah, an eco fireplace. Eco smart. Right. It's awesome. If you haven't... I mean, if anyone in real estate should know all these things but because it's good to be up to date with the stuff. But the eco smart, they can be put in any property that you need no DA approval. You basically buy them from the, the producer. They deliver them, they put them in, it's got a hearth around it, or you can get them in built. And um, they, they use like a like methylated spirits it's like an type ethanol, of ethanol, ethanol fuel. Yeah. And, and they have a beautiful flame, and it's got the atmosphere, and it kind of makes you, it warms the place up quickly, yeah. very and quickly. No odor as well, that's what I love wow. most about it. And you can also, I've seen them actually, they've got a self-contained unit as well. So even if you're renting a property, you can put it in and it's fully self-contained. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Now, Tom, I need to share with you that last week, I was very fortunate I had breakfast with an idol, a guy that I'm sure you would have idolised at one point, Wayne Pearce. Of course. What a well, champion guy. So, so John, you had, you had uh, lunch or bre- breakfast? Breakfast. I went to yeah. Bill's Cafe in Surrey Hills and I met Wayne Pierce there. He's doing some really interesting uh, leadership coaching. I don't yeah. know if you knew, but... I've heard him speak. Yeah, fantastic. So, Troy, what he basically... I mean, Troy's too young to remember Wayne Pierce. You'd know him, but, I mean, he was, like, the legend. Yeah. I actually played with Mitch when... Of course. Mitch's first year with part of the Roosters. It was my, one of my last years. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway... So, Wayne Pierce, what I have clear recollections is he used to wear a black... Headband. A black headband with a number eight, yeah. and he was, he, you just could tell he would put 130%, and he picked the team over himself every time. Fantastic. He was a fantastic player, but and, and he looks as fit as the day he last played, which is probably, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. Um, incredibly fit, non-drinker. We talked about that. You know, I was just saying to him, how do you keep yourself in such good shape? He said, well, you know, it's kind of pretty straightforward. I eat well, I exercise every day, and I don't drink. So it's not a bad formula. And he's now started this, mm, it's like a leadership coaching. So he goes into companies, probably medium to larger size companies, and he, he teaches them, their leadership team, how to work better together and communication and all that sort of, it's really good. So I just happened to bump into him at the NRL recently. I was doing a little talk to some of the players. And he, and he just said, well, we should catch up for breakfast. So that was kind of the highlight of my week. So wow, well, that'd be a great... Junior high. again? Well, I've got to tell you, they were, the, they were the great days. They were the days that I think back when... Um, look, Alan Jones was coaching at the time, mm-hmm. and they had some um, good runs um, where they were in the grand final in 88 and 89, and both, both years they lost those grand finals. Right. And I clearly remember there was a... a a guy, they called him the Black Flash, Elry Hanley. Yeah. Do you remember him? Ah, oh, he was unbelievable. Um, and English, what, wasn't he? He was English. And what happened is within he, the Tigers had uh, come from basically outside of um, the, the, the top five or six teams 
um, and they had got to the grand final and it was all because of Elry Hanley and Terry Lamb um, uh, knocked him out within two minutes of the grand final starting <laughs> in, <laughs> and the Tigers went off to lose. I'm not sure you could call someone the Black Flash nowadays. Everyone's no. gone so politically crazy, correct? No. Any, any reference to it? But he loved it, it was part of his brand. He was we could have tr- called Troy the Black Flash last week when he had that <laughs> yeah, that uh, Spanish suntan it, that gone. he was it's showing amazing. off. It's amazing what seven days happens. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, guys, Q and A, Q and A. Let's. Love, ha- I love our Q and A. So we got two questions. We're going to try and get through both of them. Number one is from uh, um, Dave. I would really like to know where's Dave from. Do you know? D- I don't know not where he's from. I don't. I, I don't have the location. Okay. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm not going to actually give his surname out. No, and the reason why is this question here. Um, he might want to have the privacy. He, he hasn't indicated in when he sent yeah, the no. question in. I would really like to know what admin support John supplies to his sales reps, as we have the same commission split at around fifty to sixty percent. So I'm going to, you know, just summarise the yep. question. Um, JM, the sales agents at McGrath, they organise their own assistance. It's uh, they don't. Uh, get funded by the company as such? Look, I think like most companies, there is a, a low level of general support. And I don't say low in terms of calibre, I'm just saying that you know, there is some very basic sales assistance. But generally speaking, as Troy well knows, the vast majority of our team are performing at a pace and probably a standard where they really warrant investing in their own full-time support, which most of them do. I would think, Troy, 75%. Yeah. of our agents would have at least one full-time assistant. Correct. They, they invest, they pay for the person, they hire them. We give them any support or assistance in locating the right person and interviewing them because, you know, kind of we do a lot of it. But at the end of the day, they invest in that. But what we find, Tom, is which justifies the investment well and truly, you know, we're finding people when they're hitting like four to 500,000 GCI, they're, they're getting ready for a, an assistant. So we try and teach them as to you know, what sort of support they need and, and how to run an EBU or an effective business unit. And invariably they get that and they go to seven or 800000 So they invest $60,000, $70,000 in, in a full-time resource, which is probably the going rate uh, at the moment. And they generally put on a few hundred thousand dollars, which they're getting at that point of their career. They're probably getting 60% of that. Yep. Um, so I think it works well. I mean, it's the old thing. You know, sometimes you've got to invest ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, and I think you can hire an assistant too early. I say that to a lot of our guys. I, I say, why are you hiring an assistant? They say, well, I need one. I say, no, you know, you're doing one and a half sales a month. So you look at it not at a dollar value, but at a transaction uh, value? Oh, I think a bit of both, Tom. I mean, look, if you were, let's, a ridiculous example, if you were selling $15 million properties, average sale price, and you were doing one and a half a month, you'd need an assistant because there's a lot of complexity in that. If you're selling the average type of property and you're doing one or two a month, my view is if you're organised yourself, you shouldn't need one. If you're doing five, six or seven sales a month, because if you're doing five, six or seven, I'm assuming you want to go to 10, 11 and 12. So it's not just about status quo, it's about creating capacity. So I think at that time and level, you know, you need to start investing. So the first type of assistant and I know we're going on beyond the question now, but I think it's interesting. The first type of assistant we talk to people about is having a marketing administrative assistant. Yeah. That is someone that takes off every piece of paperwork because in this litigious society, you've got to cross your T's and dot your I's. You've got to make sure the agency agreement and the deposits are, are receded properly and all those sort of important things. But while you're doing those, you're not listing the next one. So it's really important that you get some support around that. 
And nowadays with vendor paid marketing, which I know the three of us are very much supporters of it to ensure that our client gets the best result, you need someone to be orchestrating that and signing it off and getting the client to sign it off. So I, I think that's important. Then the next thing is once you've hired an administrative assistant, um, surely that would allow you to then grow your business to the next level if you're doing it right and at which point at some stage you will want to hire someone to help you list and sell more. So it might be a buyer specialist yeah. or a, a listing associate. So there's kind of, you know, I don't want to complicate the answer too much more, but as you go through it, there's no doubt um, I think you need to be seeing uh, your own staff as your investment. Yeah. Um, as long as you're on a sensible commission split. I've come across people of late that have been on, you know, and I don't want to sort of be rude to whoever's paying them these, but you know, 30, 35% commission splits, even 40%. And I think in this day and age, in most parts of Australia, that is gonna be at risk. Because I think, you know, most good agents nowadays are getting at least 50% of the split. Yeah. Or around 50% of the split. Yep. So uh, if you're getting 50% of the split and you're growing a good business, hire someone, pay for them yourself. It's a bit like we often talk about learning and development. Well, it's nice if the company invests a bit for you, but don't wait for the company to send you to the event mm. or the yeah. conference or whatever. Yeah. You know, get in there and do it yourself. I've got, I, uh, I sent a note to all the real estate uh, gym members about um, a marketing plan for 12 months and I'd written down all the things that you should have in your 12-month marketing plan because what I noticed is some real estate agents have got a marketing plan which is by accident and that is I've got no stock, I better start doing things and then there's a bunch of agents that have got one by design. They've designed it, it's happening regardless of how they feel and here are the things that have got to go in there and it made me realise it's pretty impossible to have a 12 month marketing plan in place, a serious business going pro and doing it all on your own. But some of the things John that I had down is weekly email that's going out for your just this is just sold market stats a market wrap video done once a week 20 phone calls uh, happening uh, per day to your nurture clients geo your core area farming you, you probably have 1500 homes a communication that's digital to these people um, Facebook targeted advertising. Um, we're seeing the increasing live stream Facebook videos that are getting incredible yeah. cut through. We're just seeing amazing... Kevin Dearlove did one on the weekend. It was a great result uh, for us. And John Paranchi for our, us did one the week before and they've had... Extraordinary terrific numbers, feedback, isn't there? Yeah. Well, Tom, you did one as well. You had phenomenal numbers. So I do. I, I mean, I get... Facebook is a, is a big tool for me. He's I, a celebrity now, Troy. It's different. Uh, you know, it's nice. Not many of us like that. He's a celebrity, <laughs> celebrity auctioneer. But well, keep going, Tom. Um, How many did you have? Well, look, I do. I had for an auction that was the week before last. Yeah. There was sixteen thousand people watched that one. They watched. I, you did. Wow, John. I had three people <laughs> ring me. I had three people ring me on the Monday saying to me, "I'd like to list my home," and I said to them, "I just do auctions." So how many did that? Three people. Wow. So and what a great strategy for getting your next listing. Yeah, is live streaming your current one. Did you organise it or did the agent? No. So it does take courage to do, John, because it's live and there's uh, no pause button. If mm. I mean, you're there and it's happening. So it was simply Can done... Can people go on and see a recording of it at the agent's site? They do, yep. but you can't stop what's being recorded. Yeah, so but if our listeners want to go and watch one... Oh, yeah, that's just on, fa on Facebook. Yeah. On your Facebook on site. On Facebook. Go and have a look at um, Wilger Street... Um, and they can see it. So it's and very who did the video for you? Who took it? 
an assistant there. I just gave them my phone. I said, do you mind taking a photo of this? And all they did is with the iPhone 6 Plus, they took, they pressed like the video, live stream right? video. Yeah. Live stream and um, 16,000 people saw it. Now, I think the thing that you've got to take into account is I would give people some words of advice. Number one is in the ideal world, what you want to do is make sure it's a property that's going to look great. You, you don't want to have one that's got no one registered. You want one to have lots of people registered, right? So is it hard to set it up? Because I'm, no, I'm there, a technophobe. There's, um, it's, it's very easy to set up once you're on the platform. So we have to have a Facebook profile. Right. Um, and it's easy to set up once you're there. There's a lot of tech that's now coming out to increase the quality of the vision. The iPhone 6 does a great job. So it costs you nothing? It doesn't cost you a lot. The tech that's coming out um, to enhance it, there's DJI is bringing out a lot of stuff. They do a lot of the drone filming. They've got a lot of products that are coming out that can enhance that. So I think we're going to see a lot more properties being live streamed at auction in the near future um, with an increase. Do you think it's a fad or do you think this is a serious? I think it's serious. Because you obviously can't bid on auction, but you can observe as... Just a participant. It's, it's, John, to me and Troy, I think it's a game changer. Yep. And the reason why is Facebook love it. And the reason why Facebook love it is Facebook is all about authenticity. Yep. And they know that something being done live... Can't be polished up, Can't right? be polished up. And that's what they love. So I would say to all our agents, number one is... Uh, find out how to do it. It's That's very gold. simple. It's the second on on Facebook. It's the second button. You press this button there, and it says describe your live video, and then it connects, and you press the blue button. It says go live. It's a simple. So why don't we do that. it? We do one of these one day on it. Yeah, can we, we do, do it? it. Yep, we can set it up. It, next... it won't be live. Oh yeah, it would be it live. Be. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks we'll. we'll hey, do how about live. we do it next week? Uh, you still got it too much of a tan. Wait till he's tan. Okay, yeah, we've got to make sure that you don't look good. <laughs> law of contrast. <laughs> you, you and I better get to the sun. <laughs> the law of contrast. And Troy, we need a bit more. But pastiness. The, the interesting thing is that Tom, you've got people ringing up wanting listings. Like you think about all these marketing activities that are happening out right. there, and you kind of throwing a drop in the ocean to see if it's going to work, DL cards and all that kind of stuff that we've been doing for so long. Yes, they're still relevant, but products like this are coming to the market and are going to see instant results. Uh, you know, like that went live on Saturday. By Monday, you had three calls saying, can you list? So I, I, I believe that Facebook is seriously threatening the normal letterbox drop mm. because yeah. what Facebook does is able to say... We will target these people yeah. in these suburbs, and we're not going to interrupt everyone else. Yeah, phenomenal. And, and um, I, I would, agree with that, by the yeah. way, hundred percent. Yeah, and but it's the next step. It's the organic step to kind of get. It's got to be three stuff, big data, oh. because the the data in the background of Facebook. I want to target twenty five to thirty two year olds living in Haberfield that own a property. Yeah. you can do that. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. right knowledge and knowing how to use the data, For not, you can actually. I mean, Facebook, what a company, right? You'd yeah. have to think, I'm sure it's trading at 7 million times profit, but it's still got to, you'd think, long term. Oh, That's yeah. a company that. Yeah. Very hard. It's, they've, they've built such a moat around their business because everyone knows them. Well, all you've got to do is when you land, when, when the plane hits the runway and you see people turn to their mobile phone, all you've got to do is look to your left and right yep. and you'll see people right. open up. To Facebook, right, right, they right. have this desire. They've been off the air for ninety minutes, flying from say Sydney to Brisbane, yep. and they have this desire and addiction to go to Facebook to look at messages and the lives of other people. I think it's in the DNA of people, and I think what we faced is is that the world now trusts another consumer more than mm. the company, and I think 
we have to start working with the power has gone back to the public. Yeah, I agree with that. Interesting. How, the, right. hell, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> we well, started how... talking about some poor bugger asked about administrative assistance, wasn't it? Well, I think well, that's a good point. And we dragged I've... him and all our poor listeners <laughs> yes. around the mulberry bush a few times. So, Dave, if you're listening here, you're going to need a PA to help you with your Facebook strategy <laughs> as well. <laughs> Because I agree with everything you said, Tom. The only thing I would, from my point of view, I think I love the market uh, video around, not the Facebook one, but the market review. But a lot of our guys are doing it monthly and they find that that's kind of like a good frequency because if you're doing it too often, sometimes people are feeling like, God, you only spoke to me last week and the week before. I think also in a lot of these things, you know, you need sufficient frequency to be top of mind, but not too much frequency where you become almost a pest. Yeah, we'll spam. So that I just think yeah, everyone's got to weigh that up for themselves, how much valuable content and messaging can they provide. But uh, I, I think the whole uh, video market reviews are critical. And I think that's the key, the value. As long as you're adding value, you're still going to have people wanting to watch. Yeah. So if you're going out and you're doing a market update every week or every month, but you're not adding any more value to their already what they know in the knowledge set of realestate.com and all the other platforms out there, then you've got to ask, well, what's the point of doing it? Just before we finish, Troy, let me just quickly share, let me take one minute. Pete Chauncey, who you know yep. very well, both of you know well, yeah. one of our top agents. He's got about 60% market share of houses in his particular postcode. And he's a great agent and a wonderful person. He, I'll just give you a snapshot. I'll tell you Pete's um, success Let's call it direct marketing plan. Every property he lists, he drops a thousand just listed cards. His market area is about fifteen hundred. So every single property, so two thirds of his customers in his market, every time he lists it, hear about it. The auction, and he's doing hundred percent auctions really. The auction that he does, a thousand auction invites. Yeah. Also, his team door knocks the immediate street that it's in, and they do a thousand. So yeah. again, you'll probably hear twice from him if you're in the street, or a thousand. Next thing is when it sells, which is almost all the time, when he sells at auction, a thousand just sold. And then when he has four sales, which is normally every two weeks, he's doing about eight a, eight a month, every four sales he does another card saying, just sold these four properties with the prices, and he drops a thousand of those. That, and that's it. That's the only strategy he does, and he's got about 60% market share. He'll do two and a half million dollars this year, and he just he keeps it very simple. So I think whatever it is, I mean, you, I, I agree yeah, with you, Facebook's the way of the future, but even if you're not ready for that yet, or if you don't kind of feel comfortable enough yet, you should still trial it on the side, but just do what Chauncey does. It's just a magical formula. It's, John, I don't think it's just Peter Chauncey because this is fresh off my mind. David Ding from Harcourts yep. in New Zealand came in to do a video for the real estate gym on Wednesday. And it was a 25 minute interview and he ran through his strategy in 60 seconds. The rest of the conversation was, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Here's what he does. He just did what you just said. He wrote 1.6 million at an average sale price of 900,000. He's got a core farm area of 1,500. He does what you said about the just listeds, 1,500. 1,500 just sales. 1,500 market stats per month in his area. And he pretty much like a vacuum cleaner Sucks up every potential. He owns potential. a letterbox. He, he, letter he owns a letterbox. Very good. All right. And well, till next next week. But you should go onto your website and check that out. I'm going to. So yes. Where do you go? Just the front. So page. Um, on Facebook, just go into my Facebook page and um, can I just give a small plug to Real Estate Gym? Of course. Realestategym.com.au. It's up and running. 2.0. If you're not on there and um, you'd like to go there because we close off very soon. 
Um, we only have one time a year that we do an intake financial year and then at Christmas time. Um, so guys, I, I look forward to seeing you next week. Next week, I want to talk about a topic that a lot of, a lot of clients call me up and they talk to me about it, but they don't want to say who they are on a podcast. It's, a, it's an issue, and that is that some agents say that the stress and anxiety of trying to keep it all together and keeping home life together mm. and staying fit and healthy can become overwhelming. So I've Important called it topic. anxiety, stress, and real estate. Look forward to that. Talk to you next week. Thank you, and thank you to realestate.com, our love continued RA. supporters. Thank you once again for being uh, part of our podcast. I'll tell you who we have to get Nigel from REA one day on here. Yeah. Have you spoken to Nigel? Yes, he I is have. a genius. Yeah. I, I, I let him speak because I was just kind of in awe of the stuff that he was talking about. When did you have you on? When, when no, I went. No, I went down to REA. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. he was starting a podcast without us. Tom, he was talking about <laughs> yeah, him. I was just trying to work out what he's doing. <laughs> unbelievable. Have we trademarked? I don't know. All, all I know is I'll be googling Troy Malcolm podcast <laughs> Nigel after this meeting. But uh, I, I concur. I did a video blog on real estate gym with Nigel, and I have to tell you, this guy is genuinely four years ahead of the game. Oh, he's a freak. He's unbelievable. He's, he's great. Yeah. Anyway, you and I are going to get to the solarium, so we'll see you, <laughs> see you next week. Bye-bye. See, see you. Guys. <laughs>